0: For part two of our wrestling doubleheader of this week. Um, just a brief intro as I covered most of this on the TakeOver Chicago show on Sunday. Uh, but my name is Tim Burbeck. I am a writer. I am a lover of music, film and wrestling. Uh, but most importantly of all, I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. Uh, not a lot to add from Sunday if you listen to the NXT TakeOver Chicago show. Um, but I am recording this after finishing band practice where we ran through our set two to nearly three times so my voice is a little bit shot so if i sound weird i do apologize for that um also other thing i recently did an interview with uh deathcore band slaughter to prevail which is now up on alreadyheard.com so please go have a little read of that and let me know what you think i'm um, gonna jump straight into this episode because it is currently 20 to 1 in the morning and i have to get up for work um, so, yeah, going to go straight into the roundup of WWE Backlash. Uh, just me and Callan on this one tonight as uh, the other guys are busy or asleep, which I should be as well. Um, but we do go into quite quite good depth on some of the matches, um, some of the character development that could be going forward, um, and what we'd kind of like to, to see going forward as well. Um, once again, if you haven't seen Backlash yet, there are spoilers in this show, so you have been warned. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the chat with me and Karen, have a bad backlash, and I'll see you on the other side. Cool, right, so... Uh, part 2 of our wrestling doubleheader here at Justin Insight Podcast. Um Callum Millwood is joining me once again to discuss all things uh WWE Backlash. Um, we're going kind to of go go straight into it. So uh Callum if we go we'll, we'll go get into the pre-show in a minute, but as always what what was your overview overall feeling of Backlash? Um yeah, it was a bit
1: of a weird one, wasn't it? It was um I feel like you know Going into Backlash, there wasn't a hell of a lot of build for, like, the undercard matches on the show. Um, so, I feel like half the show I was invested in, the other half I really wasn't. Yeah. So, it's a bit of a 50-50 pay-per-view, I think, this one.
0: Yeah, it was weird because I think I, I looked at, obviously, the card prior and I, like, I didn't even realise that Harper and Roman were having a match. I was, and I, I was just sort of like, oh, okay. Like, that's that's something that's happening. It was, it was very, kind of, Almost kind of like they had their their big money matches, and then they were like, "Oh, we, we kind of need to fit something around this kind of thing." But we'll we'll get into into the nitty gritties of it. Um, did you mm. did you see the pre show?
1: I did manage to catch the pre show. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So Ty Dillinger uh, and Aiden English. Um. I think it's interesting that English's gimmick is now kind of working because obviously, uh. Prior to the vaude Villains, this was the gimmick that he was doing. Was this kind of theatrical, uh, like man of many talents kind of thing? And at full sail, it just kind of flat, fell flat on its ass. But for some reason, on the main roster, it seems to kind of be getting over. Um, I don't know. Do do you like this Aiden English at all? I do.
1: Yeah, it's <clears> quite. <throat> it's quite fun. It's quite fun it kind of trying to get over um it, i think it's a bit of a mixed bag really because like it seems like some cities they'll be booing him out the building yeah and then um other other places are just cheering him on and stuff i mean i saw this a few weeks back at um a uh, live event in bournemouth mm. and um and it was it was over if anything like everyone was <laughs> like he'll he do his you know his you know his penultimate notes where he's just holding it so long and then uh, everyone's just like applauding like yeah this is great <laughs> um he's a really good singer and he is but um uh yeah i think it depends where he is really someplace just gonna boom him out of the building so, i mean that's the point of the gimmick but, yeah um it seems like um some surprises getting over and i think on smackdown tv it, it's doing all right at the moment I, I think it's i think he's in a good spot and with this match um I don't think he'd necessarily look too bad either. I think there's a lot of offence from both guys, so it was quite yeah. nice to see
0: that. Yeah, I think, like, obviously the the obvious thought going into this was just going to be uh, a kind of a showcase for, for Ty, obviously getting up to the to the main roster. Um, but I think both guys kind of had a, a pretty decent showing of, of all of it, to be totally honest. Um, and I think <laughs> the one note that I've got at the top of my page was... Um, how pale aiden english is emphasized how much fake tan ty dillinger had which i thought was quite funny yeah. um, but the the match in general i think we always kind of say this with pre-show matches they're kind of almost like a a tone setter and i think if we see if obviously we'll go into the other matches that were the kind of mid-card matches but i think this was potentially better than some of the the matches that were on the main card do, do you agree
1: uh, yeah, thinking about it now, yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, it, you know, when we saw this match announced, there was a lot of um in an why yeah. Ty is put on the main, the pre-show already, and considering he's just arrived, you know, um, and that could be the argument in itself is well, he's new, you know, let's let's put him on the pre-show, but he is so over. That's why he's on the main roster already. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, like. Um, I feel like I feel like it should have been on the main show, and um, yeah, it, um, you know, I, I'd like to see more from Ty early on, I guess. But at the same time, there's a lot going on on SmackDown at the moment, so it's yeah. almost like I get the slow burn. I completely understand that, but um, yeah, I think this should have been probably on the main card.
0: And the one of the, like note I made was that the the crowd were really into it. I think like straight as i mentioned obviously straight from the off they were kind of into to english's gimmick um but they they seemed quite invested in this match and then obviously again we'll get into a matches further down the line but the crowd kind of almost wavered and kind of lost their enthusiasm for a lot of what happened on tonight's show so i don't know maybe it was poor poor placement on on WWE's point i don't i don't know but did, in in general like what what did you think of the match? Did you think there was any kind of particular... Because I, I, there weren't really kind of spots, so to say. It was just a, a solid match, I think, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, m- most of the focus on this match was actually um, not just Dillinger getting his stuff in, but it was um, a lot more of a 50-50 um, kind of, uh, I guess, booking in the sense where Aiden was actually getting a lot in as well. Um, I did really enjoy that spot where... Aiden grabbed the ropes and kind of pulled um, tight into the ropes by his neck. And yeah. that was cool. Near the end. Um, it, again, because it was pre-show, it was quite short and sweet. I wouldn't say there was anything majorly special. Um, to be honest, this I think this match might have worked better if it was the opening match of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because, so, um, you know, it gets people hyped since however um, Dillinger is anyway. Um, that could have worked out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is it. You can't rate it on anything special, I think, (laughs) because it was strictly the pre-show, wasn't it? So, yeah.
0: Um, And and, uh, admittedly, uh, with the pre-show, I I was kind of... I wasn't really paying much attention apart from that match because um, I was finishing up watching day one of Best of the Super Juniors simultaneously as well. Um, So I kind of missed the whole thing that was going on with Eric Rowan all of a sudden just appearing on the pre-show. But from what I could... Gauge on the internet was that Booker T just kept saying that he was jacked for for some reason, which I don't I don't really know. But yeah, I don't really get what they're doing with Eric Rowan. But we'll we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, if we go onto the the main show itself, the opening match was obviously uh, Dolph Ziggler against Shinsuke Nakamura, which I think was very bizarre because all the advertising prior mm. was emphasizing Shinsuke. Um. So I I I didn't really get the the reasoning behind that. Do you could you kind of see why they did it?
1: Um. Yeah. Yes. No. Like. Um. I guess. You know, they need a big match to open the show. Yeah. Know? Um. But if you look at this, the card, it's kind of picking out the three kind of big matches they've been pushing into this. So I mean, obviously we had. We had um, Nakamura, Ziggler, Owens and Styles and Randy Orton and Jinder as the three kind of matches on the card, really. Um, You could have maybe (laughs) saw Owens and Styles here, but then that feels like, you know, I guess, you know, who knows, like, they can put any match where they want, I get that. But um, I guess out of the three, um, this kind of made sense, you know, that... But at the same time, I've, like I just mentioned, I think a match like Dillinger and Aiden English could have paid off here, really. Yeah. But, um, maybe the tag match could have opened with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> um, where would they put them anyway? Like in the card, like you could say, oh, it should be the main event because that's what they've been pushing on the posters and stuff. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean much, really, if you're on the poster these days. Yeah,
0: this is true. Um... But obviously this was billed as kind of uh, Shinsuke's in-ring main roster debut. Um, I'm going to make the comparison because obviously when he debuted full stop for WWE at uh, NXT, the match he had with Sami Zayn was just unreal. And I've read interviews and things afterwards saying that they basically called that whole match in the ring, which I think is incredible for two guys that have never wrestled before one of which has quite a, a language difficulty uh, to an extent. Um, but then you see this match in comparison, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Shinsuke looks quite weak in this. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of the offense was, was in favor of Ziggler, which I'm totally fine with, because Zigg, like, I, I go in peaks and troughs with Ziggler, but I, I will always rate him as a really good wrestler. Um but yeah, I just think this—the whole kind of billing around this—that that kind of it was meant to make Shinsuke look strong, and I don't think they achieved that. Um, I don't know. Do, do you agree, or do you did you see it differently?
1: Um, I think there was definitely bits in this match that I thought really benefited um, Shinsuke. Like, I mean, he did kick out of you know, like zigzag. He kicked out of like the super kick. he yeah. You know, the famous and everything pretty much that was thrown out of him. So. I think in that sense, yeah, he he looked strong. Um, I just, you know, I, for a lot of the first half of the match, it was pretty much all Ziggler. You know, yeah. there was um he was, you know there's a lot of mat wrestling as well from Ziggler, which you don't see much of actually considering his background. So like, I thought that was a really cool kind of element, seeing them lock up and really fill each other out and stuff. Um, it was, I think, I I did like the story being told where you saw Ziggler getting more frustrated as the match was going on. I think that was done quite well, um, you know, and it, to the point where uh, Nakamura had kicked out of everything to the point where Sigler just spits in his face. Yeah, and that's, you don't see that often at all in wrestling. So I was, I was really quite. I really, uh, yeah, I liked, I liked that happens, but I don't think, um, I just don't think maybe the story told didn't really translate as well as it should have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it was. I thought it was a good match. I, I don't. I don't necessarily. It's not anything compared to the Sami Zayn match, of course. Um, but I, I think it was a good debut. But I just don't think it was what I wanted for, I guess. If yeah, yeah. Build.
0: I think uh, I. don't know because I think we're obviously privileged of seeing, like Shinsuke back in in New Japan, and obviously this all the stuff he did with NXT like there's a, there's a level of expectation with him um and not not saying that he had an off day but you're obviously there. are always going to be sort of times when they're not kind of at that peak so to say that you remember them with them with the Sami Zayn match with the match that he had with AJ at Wrestle Kingdom and things like that um but I just I, just, I don't know I just think that the level I, I agree with the what you're saying about the whole kind of, he kicked out of everything that Ziggler had to offer. But it was almost as well that Shinsuke didn't really have that much offense to offer. Like there was a couple of like knee strikes and things like that. Um, And then obviously he kind of hit the the King Shaza at the end and that was it. But I would have liked to have seen a more kind of, a bit like the Aiden English Dillinger match, a bit more of a 50-50 kind of back and forth. Um, but I, they've obviously got big plans for for Nakamura going forward, and this is probably the the start of that, I guess. But um, the the match itself, like again, it was it wasn't anything particularly special. They went as you said. There was a couple of cool spots with obviously the Ziggler spitting in his face. The it was nice to see kind of Ziggler hit the famouser again, to be honest, because the thing he hasn't really hit it in a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being a bit, bit sour about the whole situation.
1: Uh, no, I get where you're coming from. I feel like we could have probably seen a bit more out of this, like considering you know the build to it. You know, he hasn't he hasn't touched. Um, you know, hasn't wrestled on TV. Essentially, that's what the story told going into this, and, yeah. um, and that was about a six week build as well. So uh, you know, I just I just hope I don't I don't think there'll be much going forward for Dolph and Nakamura, um, but yeah, it was alright, I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um,
0: obviously, as I mentioned, there's probably going to be a lot going for, for Nakamura, but Ziggler's one of those ones that everyone kind of has where they'd like to see him, but where, where does he go now? Because obviously they had that kind of weird feud with Callisto and Apollo Crews that just ended up being nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's, <laughs> does he go in the title picture? Does he just kind of become the the guy that puts new talent over? I don't, I, I don't really know. Like, where where does he sit?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is the I guess you know everyone talks about this, but like that, I guess that bubble was gone for Ziggler. But every now and then, we kind of get um, a little treacle of him. In the main events, and uh, this is it. When he's in that spot, he's uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I absolutely love Ziggler when he's in that space. And uh, I don't think it's any fault of his own. I just think he's the way he's he's been booked the past three years now. Um, honestly, when after Survivor Series the other year when he was like the sole survivor, I thought they were about to strap a rocket to him. Yeah, yeah. And I was so excited. I was like, finally, he's going to be back in that world title <laughs> yeah. And absolutely none of that happened. Um, but I don't know, really. Like, uh, uh, I, I, when when he had the feud with Ambrose um, just straight after the brand split, I was so chuffed. I thought this is going to be fantastic. And I think they put on some amazing matches as well. Um, but, I, you know, I think they really dropped the ball when they just put him back to square one. So yeah. that kind of was over. He didn't have to be champion, but he could have at least been in a good feud following that. Um, and that's, again, he's just been kind of trickled down to, you know, obscurity and stuff. So I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I, 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 yeah, maybe, I guess he's a good heel. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but, this is true. Um, I don't think he's as a good heel as he was, like, in 2012 when he was being the cocky guy. You yeah. Know? Now he's just being, like, I'm a bit, he's a bit jaded, I guess, isn't is he a gimmick? Yeah. Um, But... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Dillinger. You can put him with J- Dillinger. Or yeah, something like I, yeah, I could um, see that. I, I would say Corbin, but I feel like they've, have they touched on that already on SmackDown? I think. I think um, so. I yeah. feel like
0: it's happened.
1: Maybe Zayn. Actually, that'd be great. I think. Yeah, Zayn they and, could. Uh,
0: yeah, they could have some really good matches. To be fair. Yeah. But um, um, also, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this <laughs> is one of those things, isn't it? Um, but if we get onto the the light relief of the evening. Um, the tag match between uh the sexy cops Breezango and uh day one is H the Usos <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the, the hands down the best thing about SmackDown at the moment was was the fashion files. But um I I loved this. I, I oh love yeah. <laughs> I love a good comedy match. And it's rare that WWE do it well and they they just completely nailed it. And I think the thing that, that got it for me even more so was Tyler Breeze. And the whole time that he's been the Tyler Breeze character has been very kind of straight faced. Um, but if you follow him on social media, you know that he likes to have a bit of a joke. So to actually allow him the freedom to do it was just incredible. And he did it so well. And I think the Usos were the perfect foil for this as well. Um, and obviously, there, there was good wrestling in it as well. It wasn't just a comic match. Like, there was obviously the point with the mop and things like that. It, it led to good wrestling from Breeze with, with one of the Usos. And, yeah, I just really enjoyed this. I thought it was brilliant.
1: Yeah. I, I think this might have been my favourite match of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Um I, I like what they're doing at Breezango. I think it's fantastic. The comedy timing's great. And I love the whole, you know, they're kind of expanding on the whole Zoolander kind of uh, kind of gimmick that they're doing. And, um, you know, it was, I knew it would be great. Like, I remember just seeing Fandango a few weeks ago talking about Chicago and they're like going, oh, Chicago, the windy the apple. <laughs> yeah. And just stuff, stuff like that. And it's just hilarious. And as soon as I saw Tyler come out in that janitor outfit, I was just, screaming while i was with my mates and i was just like what is going on <laughs> and then he's just there mopping the apron and i was like what is happening this is fun and it was great and then um just seeing the crowd respond so positively to it as well just getting it's getting a mop chant and uh uh you know and then the USO is getting the heat by breaking them up as well like, yeah that was great um it was just—it was such a weird match, and I just found myself com- continuously laughing and coming back to it. And it carried on like obviously, Breeze t- you know—dresses up as a grandma, and I'd literally again was surprised. I was just like, "What is a- <laughs> yeah. what is happening?" And then JBL gets hit with the dress, which was just and hilarious. I, I, I bet you a, a million pounds that in the back Vince is just in hysterics. This whole match to the point we had to show the replay of the dress in yeah. JBL. I—I I, I knew. This would be his cup of tea. I um, think,
0: what I thought was quite I mean, funny yeah. is that, like, they, obviously with the replay of with JBL, it was almost like, I, I don't know if it was just me overthinking things, but it's kind of like a, a bit of a jab for the whole kind of bullying kind of thing that was obviously surrounding JBL. It was, it was like, well, we can bully you back kind of thing. I, I don't know <laughs> if it was just me reading into it a bit too much. Uh, maybe. I, I
1: think... This is it. I think Vince just likes ribbing anyone <laughs> yeah. who's an announcer. Pretty much, like you know, it's like when JBL stacked it a few week a few months ago, and they shared the replay about six times throughout the <laughs> yeah. whole show. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought this was a really good match. I thought I didn't think, um, yeah, I thought the wrestling was good as well. You know, outside of the comedy stuff and. Um, uh, yeah like Fandango impressed me with that huge suicide dive towards yeah. the end as well I was like where that come from like um but um I you know I don't I've, I hope this continues this kind of feud like this rivalry because I feel like we could see loads more yeah than just give them give them as much time as you can because I honestly feel like they could be doing this for, like months and months and it'll be still be feel fresh you know um it's almost like what would they do next now and that's I'm intrigued to tune in and see what they do with Breezango I hope they don't just squash them to the bottom of the card again yeah um, but to be honest I think the right people won. I think the Usos do need to retain I think they've been on fire recently going in um, with their promos just been completely still in the show as well every week at the moment yeah and, um, I, I, I think this is arguably the best we've seen you, so so I, I don't feel like they need to be dropping the title now, but I would like to see this kind of get move forward as well with Brizango.
0: Yeah, I think like I think I've mentioned this before several times, but since the Usos have turned heel, they've it's obviously breathed like fresh life into them as wrestlers as well, and they're they're just incredible. Like you don't want to, they're not the the type of heel. Like okay, yeah, you want to boo them and so on and so forth, but. They're that type of hill where you think, "God, you're just dicks," kind of thing, and but like in a good way. And, and I, as I mentioned before, like obviously, okay, like Brizango is a bit of a, a comedy gimmick, but they the the Usos were the perfect foil in that that the, the, the Brizango could get away with doing all the comedy stuff because it just completely <laughs> baffled the super yeah. serious Usos. Um, and it just it just works really well, and obviously like the stuff with the mop, the the kind of wig with the granny sort of thing, like the users didn't know what to make of it, and I think that chemistry worked <laughs> really well, and as as you mentioned, I think they I'd like to see this again, maybe obviously not the exact same match, but I think he's got more legs in it hopefully, and but the one thing that I did kind of question after after this match was sort of. Where's American Alpha they've kind of kind of gone off the scene a little bit so i don't yeah. know like the the tag division's quite a a difficult one at the moment like i I'm, I'm loving what they're doing with Anger and i want them to give more time but at the same extent like they kind of started investing in the Ince- with the ascension but that's kind of gone off the boil as well now so i, I don't know like Maybe they but, need yeah. like a secondary feud within the within the tag division, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I think that wouldn't hurt the show at this point. Um but yeah, I, I think I think SmackDown, for all the credit it's given with its long term booking and its stories, I I think they did really drop the ball going into WrestleMania with the tag division. Mm-hmm. Um I mean since American Alpha debuted we saw them um you know Come close to winning the titles. Eventually, Nan winning the titles. Uh, but um, it never felt like. I just feel like they never really gave the mic time to American Alpha. Yeah. Um, because they they got a lot of charisma. Those two guys, and that's kind of why they were so over in NXT. I think. Yeah. Um, like just that natural personality from them, and they, they just haven't let that kind of shine. Like fantastic wrestlers, and but and I think they're arguably one of the best tag divisions they got. But it's just um. It's just a bit of a shame they kind of dropped the ball there, I think. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, coming into WrestleMania, we saw them just all lumped together in that Andre the Giant match, wouldn't we, in the Mm. Battle Royal? But um, this is it. I just just don't think SmackDown handled their tag division that well at all, really. It's a bit of a shame. Um, I would like to see, like, a secondary uh, feud, like you mentioned, Tim, where we could see more of, like, them and maybe... I guess they have been going back and forth with Ascension recently, haven't they, American Alpha? But, yeah. Um, I don't... Who else is in the division, really, now? I know, obviously, Hype Bros are out injured, waiting for Zack, but they, by the sounds of things, I think they're not going to be continuing that once Zack's healed, anyway. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, what... <sighs> obviously, Rhino, he's slated now on Raw.
0: they got the... Um, is it the clones? Epicurum? Yeah. yeah. I just yeah.
1: completely forgot, though, but we have knew they we have got The New Day turning up soon.
0: Oh, so, yeah, of course, yeah.
1: So that's probably going to be big for The Division, I think. That's going to be, hopefully, you know, bringing a lot of kind of... I'm glad they're kind of giving them the time off as well, The New Day, because yeah. gonna, it's going to feel better now, because I think that's one complaint towards WrestleMania, was like, oh, they don't have a match, and it's because they had done everything on Raw at that point. So yeah. let them have some time off, and then kind of show up on SmackDown, and I think they're going to... I think they'll go down so well on SmackDown, but I don't know if they'll take the titles immediately. Maybe they will have a B-feud with New Day. Maybe,
0: yeah. I I think the thing, my worry with New Day is, because obviously we've seen what Breezango are capable of doing, that having another big kind of comedy personality group (laughs) alongside that, So, i.e. the New Day... Brizango might get a bit drowned out again by it but I, I don't know it's all kind of hypothetical until the new day arrive really isn't it
1: yeah I'm, I'm not sure how soon I'll be I guess they're just waiting for Kofi to up a bit and yeah. then um, we'll see him turn up but yeah 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 I don't
0: know <laughs> um and then after the the tag match we have um the first of kind of not the nonsense matches, but there, there wasn't really a lot behind
1: it, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say it's the first of the matches that were put together on Tuesday. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so uh, Sami Zayn against Baron Corbin. Um, I don't, I didn't really have a lot to kind of say on this match. Like as much mm. as I, I like both guys, I feel like I've seen their matches so many times. Like, Sammy had like depending on who Sammy's with, he has the same momentum rhythm and moveset that he does and baron corbin is the exact same so you can basically say you could you could script this match even though we're not wrestling bookers and that's the way i felt with this i felt completely disconnected to it because i knew when corbin was going to do his little slide out of the ring and come back in i knew when Sammy was gonna hit the exploder. I knew when Sammy was gonna hit a power bomb. I knew when Baron was gonna hit deep six. It was. It just felt like, I've I've seen this match so many times. I don't care, but I know this was like, it was fresh for them two against each other. But do you, do you get what I mean?
1: Yeah, I can. We've seen it a couple of times now. Um, but I think I think the most the story behind this match was trying to make Sammy look like um. I guess looked stronger. I guess it, you know, but um, because I think most of this match, you know, it was um, it was Corbin yeah. in favor of Corbin. Um, I, you know, I feel like what I have in my notes is well, I feel like Corbin should have probably won this one. Um, yeah, people people have been saying, oh, you know, uh, Corbin doesn't need the win, but I feel like he does at at this point. If that makes sense, so it's yeah, not much yeah. for him on SmackDown at all right now. Um and at, you could say the same for sammy i get that but i feel like sammy recovers better from taking the loss than um corbin does at this point yeah um so yeah i, I um, this is the problem like it was put together literally on tuesday so it's kind of like that i'm not invested going in anyway and i know i've seen this a couple of times already on smackdown yeah um, so, so i don't know um i just
0: think that yeah as you mentioned, I think Corbin kind of needed the win more and we've kind of seen Sammy like floating around sort of the title picture of whether it be the US title or whether it be the main title and Corbin as well, to an extent obviously, but the only kind of title match that Corbin has had was for the IC title when obviously Ambrose was still on SmackDown and I think, I think they kind of dropped the ball then. that's when they should have, given Corbin the, the belt, and that would have elevated him, but, you don't, for me, like, Corbin needs to be, in in a title picture somewhere, but obviously the way that, Smackdown is at the moment, you can't have him going against, Kevin Owens, because it's hill v hill, and, it, it just doesn't make sense, and obviously we'll get on to later, but you can't put, Corbin in the, the main title picture, because again, it's not, it doesn't make sense. So it's hmm. again, like for all the praise that we give SmackDown, they're, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot as well at the at the same time. It's I don't know. It's kind of like they're really invested in certain stories, but then the rest of the the talent get lost in the shuffle.
1: Yeah. And again, that, that's exactly why I feel this is kind of a 50, 50 pay-per-view where, um, like I said, the three big matches have been pushed to the moon. Uh, but, um, and, but the, the, you know, the undercut essentially, it's just, there's been no booking or storyline kind of pushing in any way. So it's a bit of a tricky one, this one. Um, I think that, you know, there were spots that I did like, but I just, I, it was quite a forgettable match, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just, um, I, in, I'm, in, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do going forward. That's all. I hope Sammy kind of lingers somewhere, but, um. I assume this is they. They might carry on with this. Who knows?
0: And that, but that's that's my worry is that they do carry on with this feud. But like, don't get me wrong, they could later on down the line have a phenomenal match, and it could completely change my mind. But as it stands at the moment, I'm not invested in this as a fan. I'd rather see Cor- Corbin either squashing someone, kind of, i.e., Braun Strowman style. And then have Sammy going with, I know we've seen it loads of times, but we know they they can have incredible matches. But have him in the title picture with Kevin Owens. I don't like. It's just, mm. it, I think they're they're feuding with the wrong people, it so to say. I think that's just my view.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I get that completely. Like, um, I I just yeah, I don't know what it, I feel like. There's a lot of um, back and forth with who they want where at the moment, and. Um, a lot of the undercard suffering because I think they do need, just need to invest more time and stuff like this I think maybe you know Corbin and Zayn could have had a better match if, if, if it just was more of a longer feud and they weren't fighting for free on Smackdown every week you know yeah. so that's, that's my complaint anyway so yeah I, again there's very little I can say on this one really
0: yeah I think we'll, we'll leave it there and we'll move on to the um, the women's six-man tag. Um, oh, Six-woman tag, sorry, I should say. Um, the welcoming committee against uh, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch and Naomi. Um, this was kind of one of the matches that obviously did have a bit more of a build to it. But I, I don't get the payoff, if that makes sense. Like, the match was, the match was okay. There wasn't anything majorly stand out-ish to an extent um I think it made Carmela look strong I think it made Tamina look strong which was I was quite surprised with um but the the face group I don't I don't think this benefited them at all in in any capacity um I, I could you could be have a completely different view to, to, to me than Callan on this so what, what did you think?
1: No I, I I pretty much fully agree with you on this one I feel like um again, I, I, there was a build here for this match, but I just don't know why they're doing this if that makes sense like I just this, you know it just did, this whole kind of setup just feels like a step backwards for the division yeah um, it's a shame that because um, you know arguably people have been saying since the brand split um, the women's division on is far far greater than what was going on on raw. Um, and I feel like they, you know, I completely agree with that statement. I feel like they have been onto a great thing. I and mean, coming into WrestleMania, you know, they lump them all together in one match, kind of like what they do with most women's matches. And and since then, it's felt more the same. And this, you know, that's what the six-man tag feels like to me. Like it's just, um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird one. Um, I don't necessarily think there was that much great wrestling. Um, going on um, and it's it, there's a lot of blurred lines with like you know heels and faces and you know Charlotte's now a face but she was feuding with a tag team partner literally two weeks ago and then how shows they're all fighting against each other and it's just like I, you know it just feels a bit forced and I, I think they do have like a bigger story to, to tell here yeah um, I don't know what um, uh, but it just feels a bit Bit, it doesn't feel like the best spot right now for all these women, pretty much, you know. Yeah, um, you know, I've I got very little in terms of notes, so I'm kind of glad to tell you one. Um, I feel like she's always underused and underutilized it, you know, um, in within that division, but um, you know, if they carry on with this, I, I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing is that I I agree with the fact that Natty got the win, but the fact that she got the win over Becky Lynch, to me, didn't make sense. Mm. If if she was to win against anyone, it should have been either Charlotte or Naomi, because Naomi's the champ, and obviously the whole reason the welcoming committee formed was because they were angry at Charlotte. So yeah. that didn't make any sense to me. the The thing that they kind of built, which would have made more sense, was the fact that, On SmackDown, Carmella got the win over Naomi. So, surely, Carmella should have got a win over Naomi again. And then that sets up an easy feud for the title. Because, essentially, there's no feud over the women's title at the moment. Like, okay, Charlotte and Naomi technically have to have a rematch because, obviously, their last match didn't come to a conclusion because the welcoming committee interrupted it. But now that Charlotte's a face, like do we want to see a face Charlotte against the face Naomi? It's just like, uh, again, it's, it's going back to that, that kind of, R Smackdown shooting themselves in the foot kind of thing. It's just like, you've got the, you've built the elements there, use them rather than think, oh no, we need to add a new element. It's just, I don't know. It just seems a bit weird.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't even consider, um, Miller. you know, pinning Naomi this week. Um, yeah, th- I mean, that would have made sense. Like, let's say she did pin against for a second time, great. But um, you're right as well. Like, Becky shouldn't have taken the fall here. Like, she sh- it should be Charlotte. That's the reason why this faction's here. You know, and then that kind of... At least, at least there's a chase there for, to, if they wanted to move forward with this, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe i set up Natalia, Becky Lynch in a singles feud. Yeah. Um, it should, uh, I just... I don't want them to be in this shitty faction for another, like, eight months, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because like, they've committed to it now. Like, it's it's tough, you know. It's just, I. you're right. They, I feel like Smackdown are shooting themselves in the foot by doing these, like, shorts and bookings for, like, stuff like this. But uh, the, the overall thing is there's not much payoff, especially when they're booking the wrong people winning. And then at the same time, um, what's next? You know, it's just, like, I don't know. It's a bit strange.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, like, as well, that... It's something that she just popped into my head. Was that obviously when uh, Charlotte, Becky, and uh, Sasha first came up to the main roster, we kind of had those th- those women's factions then, and like it kind of worked for a little while, but obviously, essentially, just kind of faded away and petered out. And I, don't get me wrong, like I'm not saying that women can't have factions because. They can obviously clearly like I. I like the premise of the welcoming committee, but it's just like their agenda was Charlotte, and that wasn't kind of put across in this match. So like, you're either chasing the title or you're chasing someone, and that for me was lost. Um, they they could kind of go like because obviously they kind of try to recruit Becky, so that could. Develop more, I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those weird ones at the moment that everything kind of seems not stale, because that's that's not the right word, but just like they're kind of restarting and but they're doing it at a very snail pace, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, completely. It's um, I I. Mm. This is it. There's not much to say, really. I don't think <laughs> yeah. the match necessarily was that strong. I don't think there was too many, like, I, you know, I, I didn't really just, they didn't really still, I, you know, they didn't do much. That's what I'm trying to say in this match. So it's quite forgettable again, really, sadly.
0: Yeah. Um. Or well, if we go into something a little bit more memorable, uh, the U.S. title match. Uh, phenomenal AJ Styles against the, the new face of America Kevin Owens <laughs> I I love his titantron and I love the fact that he walks <laughs> around his face he doesn't step on his face it's just brilliant um, but this uh, aside from the, the comedy elements of the tag match this I think was hands down match of the night um, there's just really good kind of chemistry between the two i think i can't think what if they've had matches in they must have had matches together on raw and things like that but it kind of this for me this kind of felt like back when they were both doing stuff for pwg um and it just felt i don't know It was just a perfect kind of mix of of styles of wrestling going head to head and i've obviously there's there was really good spots in the match which we'll, we'll get into in a minute but yeah, I just felt this this match was really well built and well booked considering everything that had happened prior. But yeah, what, what did you think of it, Callum?
1: Yeah, I really I really like this. And, I, you know, I think, you know, going in these two, these two, their charisma together is just, you know, it's great. The chemistry is there, sorry. And, um, um, you know, they've got the history. And I know when you put two guys like this together who are great workers outside of what they've been doing in WWE and, you know, they've you know, fully well, they want, we want to tear the house down. And, um, um, I think from a wrestling point of view, this was probably the best match of the night completely. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a lot of great spots, you know, going through it and, and some of them looked harsher than others though. So, I mean, we had the, some great work from, um, Kevin Owens, great, um, uh, work towards the leg, pretty much selling that injury off for most of the match. I yeah. think that was really good, really good psychology. um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we saw that really, really brutal snap suplex on the apron. Oh, um, God, yeah. Which I, <laughs> Owens obviously sells perfectly. Um, I really liked, um, I, you know, I, this what I like about Kevin Owens as a hero is, um, you know, when you're telling a story in a match during psychology, um, I know sometimes it's not necessarily the, the finest thing to watch in the world, but it kind of makes sense. And that's what he's really good at. So, like, for the majority of the first half, it's just Kevin Owens working the headlock, you know, and to the point where the crowd just hate it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's, that's what he should be doing. Like, in the moment, you're like, oh, come on, someone do something. But, like, you think about it, that's his role right now. He yeah. needs to be that guy. If he, Especially if he's going to be the chicken shit hill, or if he, either if he's just chicken shit or, or he's trying to look strong. I think both of those, he can just switch on and off surprisingly well without, yeah. make, well, without looking too bad. And I think he's kind of brought that back as U.S. champion. Um, yeah, I mean, further on into the match, we saw um, just out of nowhere, a massive forearm from uh, AJ jumping it from the timekeepers' area, yeah. um, which was looked great. And um, we also saw um, some, you know, some other brutal spots, especially when AJ, towards the end had his leg stuck in that hole. Yeah, wasn't sure, if, you know, in the. I wasn't sure if it was, really what work, but um, <laughs> you know, him getting his cable stuck around his leg, you know, and he's just hanging by the limb. And I think the end, in terms of storyline, I think my only criticism of this match is I would have liked to have seen more, and, I, and that's only because putting these together, two uh, these two together for the first time, I feel like this could have been a match of the year candidate, you know. Yeah. Um, because of just the history and how good these guys can work, but um. I guess the reason why we didn't see that is only because they obviously got a lot planned for this and um, I'm, I'm happy to see this go forward and I feel like this is obviously a good point for them to kind of jump off of and build this going forward, um, you know, with the countout ending as AJ stuck in the desk, um, is a great finish for Owens to be like, again, the chicken shit heel here, so... Um, I think I think everyone, everything was told perfectly for this match, and I think you know from a wrestling standpoint, it was great. Um, again, this is mostly focused on storytelling in this match, but the workers did the job here. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I don't think it's going to be remembered as a classic encounter, but I feel like this is a great stepping stone right now.
0: Yeah, and I think obviously we, if we go into some some of the spots, obviously you mentioned the the suplex on the on the apron, um, the fact that uh Owens avoided the styles clash as well and they obviously teased the, the styles clash on, on the apron at one point and I was like, no fucking way that's not happening sort of thing. Yeah. Um but like as well, like there was a point where uh Owens hit I think like three like sentons in the ring in a row, which is obviously something he wouldn't usually do. Um and I I think what benefited this is if you think if you remember it wasn't that long ago even though everyone still cheered him AJ was the heel so this match for me cemented AJ as a face now and I think as as you kind of mentioned it it, it did what it needed to do and the, obviously the ending I thought the ending was phenomenal because for me the, the match was just kept it was really good back and forth and I was like I actually thought, oh, I don't want anyone to lose and obviously that's kind of what's essentially happened um, and I ended up getting into a bit of an argument with someone on Twitter about this because he just put up as well that was fucking bollocks and I was like, <laughs> no it wasn't, like yeah. think of the story, like AJ's still really strong Owen retains the belt, there's so much more scope for this going forward and obviously you've got pay-per-views like I, I don't know. Is Money in the Bank going to be like a, a cross-brand one? I don't... I, I'm not sure It's if they...
1: not. No, it's strictly SmackDown. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, it, obviously, you've got... So, so the next one's SummerSlam, isn't it? Yeah. So this could be built it's... all the way to SummerSlam, essentially, which yeah. I would not be annoyed at at all because we know both guys can wrestle really well. We know both guys can work the crowd really well. And as, as you say, that... Owens, okay, Owens retained, but AJ didn't lose. So you've got, there's so much there to, to go on. And I think that we've seen since, since well, for ages, but since Mania, Owens is brilliant at storytelling. And yeah. I think that's what, like, that's what the position they've given him is that you're, you're, you, you can wrestle, but you're the storyteller. And I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, um, this is like what I just mentioned is when when I was watching the match, I just wanted more, and that's I guess that's why a lot of the um, response was people shitting on it, saying it was bad. And I don't think it's that, but I, you just got to remember it from a storyline point of view. Just to take a step back and think, you know, rather than living in the moment, is it was it is it best for them to just blow it off right now? And no I, I agree I think they surely they must be taking us to Summerslam I think they surely we could see like a great couple month feud here yeah um be interested to see how long they can tell that story on smackdown but I feel like yeah um I think that's that makes sense right now you know
0: yeah I think like the one benefit that Smackdown has is obviously talking smack and that you can you could essentially kind of keep these two apart in the ring like we know that that Owens can talk, we know that AJ can talk, so you don't necessarily need to have them in the ring every week on SmackDown going at each other. Okay, like, you could throw in the odd sort of tag match and things like that, but keep the one-on-ones for for pay-per-views, make them special, and I I think if SmackDown do it right, then the payoff will will be totally worth it.
1: Yeah, completely. Um... Yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes, but um, I think for now, I wouldn't say this is a great 10 out of 10 match, but I feel like they've kind of done the right thing right <laughs> yeah. now. Does that makes sense? Um, and then we have a,
0: a... I guess it's just a palate cleanser, <laughs> really. Uh, which really uh, it really annoys me, because I love Eric... Um, not Eric Rowan. Luke Harper. I think... During the whole Wyatt family thing, he was so underutilized. Breaking away from the Wyatts, he kind of got that glimmer of like what he can do. And now all of a sudden, he's back into obscurity, back in a kind of Wyatt family feud. And it's just like, it just didn't make sense to me whatsoever. And yeah, I was just, I kind of zoned out on this match, to be totally honest. Like, the one bit that kind of brought me back was to see see, uh, Rowan talking to a mask. I was like, what? It just made no sense to me. I'm glad that Harper won, but for me, this was just a nothing match.
1: Yeah, again, sadly... um, Yeah, sadly, pretty much poor build here. I think I have been enjoying um, Eric Rowan's new gimmick, surprisingly, um, but when I first... Came across it was I was at the um, house show the other week, and um, this match happened pretty much what we saw tonight was I saw two weeks ago. So I was pretty bored anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was just surreal. Like at this house show the other week, Eric Rowan starts blowing up balloons within the first five minutes, and it there was no wrestling. It's just Eric Rowan blowing up balloons in the center of the ring, and just letting them go, and okay. just, they fly off around the arena. So I was just sat with my with my mate and at this show, and I was just like. What is going on? We paid money to see this. Um, uh, I mean, he's not doing... It was almost like pantomime, though. I guess... I don't know if that's just a house show thing, but I think they're kind of going to try and push it as his new character. Yeah. Um, uh, I I like the the bag of masks. I think that's cool. And I like how it's almost our snow to the point where the mask is giving him wor- words of encouragement during a match. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? And that's what we saw at the end, I guess, because we... You know, Harper hit that. Was it a big super kick at the end? Yeah. For him to fall into the corner where the mask was and speak like almost get speak to the uh, speak to the mask, and then for Harper to have to hit that second one and then, um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely room for a story here. I'm just a bit bothered that it's Luke Harper right now. Yeah, that's that's like, my concern. Yes, I. You know, if this was Eric Rowan versus fucking uh anyone else on the card i think this might have been even, uh, yeah i can't to be honest i can't think of anyone but, um <laughs> uh anyone on the card versus harper kind of selling this new story i think i might have been a bit more intrigued going in yeah i mean no I, I agree i just i'm bothered that luke harper said this on and off push recently you know like he had oh, an amazing match with orton going into mania wasn't it yeah um and that guy can really go. you he truly got someone good here, but the, it's just no one's invested in him. And maybe it's just the writers just don't know what to do with him. They're finding it really hard to let go of the Wyatt thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's tough, really. I don't know who Harper can get behind for him to get over. He's currently face at the moment. But um, it's tough, you know. Um. Again, this is just a throwaway match, sadly, like because of the poor build. Um, I wouldn't say there was really anything exciting going on until that last literal spot. Yeah. Um, I think if they told more of a story with the masks throughout the whole match, I might have been intrigued. You know, But um, it's just only that ending kind of made sense to what Eric Rowan's doing now. So, I don't know. I'm just a bit... Yeah, it's just, again, a throwaway match, and it's because it's had poor builds, essentially yeah. you know um, and I don't think I don't feel like I know it's so easy for WWE to go I'll oh, put them together because they to be the Wyatts but like it, I think there, sh- there should be a bit more of an investment in the story here
0: yeah no I agree um, but I think we've kind of said all that that can be said about this match it was fairly short and as you say the, the kind of the end point was was the highlight if there was a highlight um but yeah, I don't really know. As I say, I think if they had these two guys separately against other people, I'd be more invested. But in a quote-unquote Wyatt feud, it it's just has no interest in me anymore. Cause if if this had been kind of like a, a tag split-up match, then yeah, I think it would have been a bit more. But they haven't tagged together for ages and it's just, it just seemed a bit odd.
1: Yeah, and no, you know, I think I've said all I need to, but like <laughs> I completely, I completely agree. I just could've there could have been more here really.
0: Yeah. Um and then we'll get on to the to the main event. Uh Randy Orton against Jinder Mahal. Um I think as a, as far as a match, this was okay. It wasn't I don't think it was necessarily main event worthy. Um I I was really happy with the ending, as we mentioned uh yesterday at the during the takeover chat that we both <laughs> we both kind of wanted to see this happen, yeah. um, I, but for me like this is no disrespect to to Jinder Mahal at all, but I think it showed his lack of main event experience because there was a couple of times where it it was clear that Orton was kind of leading the match and. Obviously, Randy's got like a wealth of experience of that, so that's that's really good. But there, there wasn't really too many moments that made Jinder look super strong to the extent that he can be this dominant champion that he should be now. Um, but uh, overall, it it did what it needed to do. It was a it was a fairly okay match. Um, but I'm just glad that Orton no longer has the belt. But what, how did you see it?
1: Yeah, just touching on what you mean by um, making Jinder look strong, I think I, d- I do agree. Like, I don't think there was that many spots in the favour of Jinder. And maybe that was script in a way for the ending to be more of a surprise. Yeah. Um, but I I agree. Like, I feel like, uh, the only kind of part I can say that made Jinder look strong was yeah I don't and I don't think this is deliberate and I think it's it's just maybe it's, it's a fluke but it's just he didn't really sell the RKO at all he just yeah. like rolled over and got up and like you know that's not a way to get, make yourself look strong by no selling one of the biggest <laughs> yeah. finishes in the company I just think I don't think that would have probably gone down well but um uh, yeah. I, I will say though, Jinder had an amazing um, uh, segment earlier on in the show when he got out the limo. I thought that yeah. was a great promo. I thought that was really good, and I, I think they're doing really well in the presentation of Jinder more than anything at the moment. Uh, you know, him riding in in the limo, the Singh brothers are rolling out the mat for him, and then him cutting a promo like an '80s promo to a camera, pretty much. It's great. Yeah. Um, I think- so I, I think his promo work. For the past couple of weeks, I don't know if it's because right. My workmate pointed this out. He was like, "Has he got a sore throat?" <laughs> and it was only because the past two weeks, it sounds like he's like been knackered, you know. But um, this week he sat, he's, he was cutting the promo proper. That's what I'm trying to say. But um,
0: well, did you do you listen to, to Jericho's podcast?
1: N- uh, vaguely here and there I do. Yeah. Okay,
0: so when he had Gendamore on, uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Um. Mm-hmm. And they basically, he was saying that up until the the kind of six-pack ch- challenge when he won, basically he had um, a promo that he was meant to say, and then Vince changed it like last minute. Yeah. Um, and because of the way he delivered it, he, he obviously really enjoyed it, and Vince kind of had the faith in him. So they were like, yeah, just kind of let him roll with it essentially so then every kind of it started off that every sort of Smackdown he'd do a promo um, and then it kind of escalated that at house shows he'd basically just be doing pro like he'd do some in ring stuff but he'd, every house show he'd do a promo so that might kind of go into why the sore throat thing because obviously he, he's quite sort of loud and gruff in his in his promos um, but I think like It's weird because even back in when Jinder first kind of came into the WWE with the whole, when he was with Great Carly and then later on with 3MB, he was one of the people that I was never invested in. And now, like, take away the I'm a foreigner kind of angle to his character. I think they've done so well with him in such a short space of time. Um, there's an argument that they're kind of just doing this because they're going over to India soon but if that's the case then fair play like use your resources and they've used them to to great effect but I, th- I may I don't know how long they're planning on having the belt on Jinder but I think he needs that a little bit more kind of main event one on one matches um, just to kind of get him to almost like sort of feel out the ropes i don't know if if, if that's the right term but I, i'm i'm invested as in him as a as a main event character now he yeah. i think he just needs to have that confidence in himself if that makes sense
1: yeah i completely agree and i i think it's the argument is ginger's completely t- technically proficient in the ring yeah um, it's just it's just there's not enough kind of like flair to his wrestling or yeah yeah anything too memorable um and um, you know, I, I'm interested to see where they go. With this I'm so glad they have though. I'm so yes, so I... glad they pulled the trigger. Um, I know there's a lot of concern about this, and this is it is a risk take completely. I get that completely, but I I just I don't feel like autumn was the way forward. I feel like he's. He's, you know, it's hard to be invested in and for the past seven, eight years now. You know, it's just been tough to be invested in Norton. But, um, I, yeah, I completely agree with the decision. I'm really, really happy they've pulled the trigger. I'm hoping this does rub off on Jinder. I know, you know, you can't just make a star by slapping the title on him. I'm, so I'm just hoping he kind of makes the most of his chance, even if he's transitional. Um I do I mean I am interested to see where they go forward though um you know obviously Bruce wants a title shot so are we going to see the tag team have a feud for the title I'm really interested in that if Rusev's the next WWE champion following this that's going to be fantastic I would love love that I'd be so happy um but yeah again like who knows I'm just I'm glad they've done it yeah um you're right though like the match itself I wouldn't say um was it blew me away i did like pretty much Orton dominating the majority of it and just you know the sing brothers just eating shit throughout you know <laughs> yeah. obviously we can talk about that reaction Orton did. Oh, <laughs> so three one of the sing brothers over the table would land on his neck and he's just like oh dear yeah. um you could see that in his reaction <laughs> um but you know i guess that's that the argument is i'll oh, autumn was too focused on beating them up he was trying to give them a double ddt draping ddt and then um and then that's when obviously jinder went in and won so. yeah um glad um i'm really glad they just essentially pulled the trigger on this even if it was essentially a swerve yeah uh and it you know it if it, you know people like i just mentioned if it's not um people are saying it's for business reasons in india but um Honestly, I think it's a bit more to that. I'm just hoping they, they can do something with him.
0: Yeah. And uh, we'll backtrack a little bit, obviously, because I wanted to mention, obviously, Randy's reaction to, to flipping one of the, the Sing brothers on, onto the table. Uh, for me, it kind of... I think that spoke volumes to what Randy's like. I'm not saying, obviously, Randy's an unsafe worker at all, but he just kind of did it, and he was like, oops. Like, there was no, there was no <laughs> kind of, like regards for like oh shit I fucked up kind of thing mm. uh, and the fact that he kind of went straight back like obviously that I don't know which one of the singing brothers it was but he was obviously fine because he obviously picked him up to do the draping DDT but yeah. it kind of there was no sort of check on him when he picked him up it just kind of seemed like well I've just chucked you over a table so now I'm going to spike you on your head as well sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know but that was the one kind of element of this match i thought okay that was quite funny it kind of added a, a bit of more entertainment to it um but yeah i think we've kind of covered all bases with this i think whether it's the right decision in in many people's eyes is probably no but i think for, for me personally we've we've seen randy orton as a champion so many times obviously when he won the Royal Rumble, everyone was sort of like, "What the hell is going on?" They started to build with the Wyatt thing really well, and then it just nosedived. Um, so it's almost like, "What? what? Yeah. yeah, it was like, what do we do with Randy now?" So I think like, even if Ginger is transitional, I'm fine with that. And I think for him, obviously, all the shit he went through with Three MB. Kudos, he deserves. He deserves to have that title at least once. Um, but yeah, unless you've got anything particularly to add, we'll we'll start winding down.
1: Um, no, well, this it. i will pretty much covered it again. I'm just. I'm happy they've run with this, and um, I'm really looking forward to see what happens. Um, but this is it. If this could be very easy for them to fuck up, so I'm just I'm hoping they kind of make him look like the monster he is. Keep him riding in the limos. I'm happy. Like, <laughs> yeah. let, um, keep, let him keep swinging up to the shows like that and just cutting his Maharaja promos. And just, yeah, I think he's doing great in that sense. And the you know, like I said, I think they got the um, the, the, you know, the presentation down. It's just I want Jinders to be better in the ring right now. Yeah. and um, yeah. Who knows? I know there's a lot of pressure on
0: him now. I bet he's gonna feel it. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, as always, finish with our with our highlights of the night. Um, mine was uh, during the tag match when uh, I'm really bad at d- d- distinguishing which USO is which. <laughs> but uh, one of them went to hit the the frog splash, and we just saw uh, Tyler Breeze rolling across one side of the <laughs> ring. And then rolling across on the other side of the <laughs> ring and rolling back. Uh, that I just thought that was just absolute comedy gold. So, yeah, that was my highlight. What about yours, Callan? I was going to say, um, they did that
1: spot, um, the house show Wednesday the other way. Oh, okay. It, w- it went off about four times longer than they did like, <laughs> on the pay view it, and it, the crowd loved it. But um, For me, uh, it's not a... I wouldn't say it's um, the most remembered highlight of the show, but for me, it was James Ellsworth calling everyone sausages <laughs> i forgot about that he said listen up you sausages <laughs> in chicago brilliant and that that's my highlight i oh,
0: do i forgot to mention this i think it's it's funny how james ellsworth has gone from being the most over thing about smackdown to the most irritating thing but that's i guess that's just wrestling for you isn't it
1: all credit to him though i actually think he's you know, obviously, he, it's been a big learning curve, him being there, but he's a, he's a great promo. He's a great promo. Oh, yeah. Promo. Yeah, he is. He's so good. And every week, he impressed me. Like, last week, when he was going, duh, after <laughs> yeah. every And I love his cattiness. I love the, the sass that's come out of him, especially, what you know, feuding with, with the women. It's strange, but it's just, um, I think he's doing well. Like, people, I, I'm i just, I reckon he's just happy he's got a job at the end of the day. Really. Yeah, so. no, that's fair enough
0: brilliant well um next up we have extreme rules so I'm sure to, yeah to be fair the main event looks quite good for that but we'll wait and see what the rest of it has to offer but um as always Callan thank you very much for your time to, to chat wrestling with me um and we'll I'll see you at extreme rules
1: yeah lovely thanks again Tim cool take it easy mate yeah you too alright bye <laughs> bye bye We
0: have it folks the Maharaja is the new WWE champion um, and as mentioned in the chat with Callan I'm super happy that Jinder is now the champ uh, fed up of Randy Orton holding the belt um, and yeah they, they've built Jinder really well and it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward as mentioned his weaknesses were kind of shown in the main event picture but WWE obviously have faith in him so let's just enjoy the ride I think is the best thing to say As always, please let us know what your thoughts on the on the pay per view were. Um, Go follow us on Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight, uh, using the hashtag JAI Pod. Uh, Let us know what you think. Um, Not really a lot more to to report, except that next week's episode will be featuring uh, my awesome friends in Narwhals, uh, who I mentioned I saw last week. Um, So yeah. Keep an eye out for that one when that comes about. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast, and I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.